Well, on today's Next Phase with Steve Key podcast, a person that's more than just a mortgage advisor, as we'll soon find out, Helena Lapinen. Uh, she's a solutions-driven financial professional, over 25 years experience in lending, financial, institutional, and IT sales, business management, business analysis, development in both the consumer and business markets, but even more. Uh, she has all sorts of interesting uh, tactics that she's put into her toolbox. Uh, good morning and, uh, and welcome to our show. Good morning, Steve. Thank you for having me. Well, on top of your day-to-day work, which would keep you busy, you've recently launched something called the Sports Media Academy. I also read that you're an author of some fictional work. Where mm-hmm. do you find the time? <laughs> very early mornings, uh, very regimented schedule. And uh, the big thing for me is, is uh, well, big thing for me is sobriety. And um, it's funny when you don't have uh, any alcohol, you find time to do a whole lot of things. So it, uh, <laughs> it, it, it surprising or not, I have a lot of time on my hands. Uh, and um, also with the fact that my, my children live with me half time. So there are periods of time that I'm on my own. And it, it allows me to have something to do during those times other than sitting and watching TV. But it seems like you've, you've found a lot of these great creative outlets that allow you to tap into all the different things that really interest you. I mean, writing uh, and, and being an author of, of fiction uh, has to be driven from a passion somewhere, some sort of interest that makes you want to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, it's so what, what, what sparked that? Like, wh- why did you decide to do that? I've always been a reader since I was very young. My mom instilled with us, uh, both my brother and I, that the importance of reading. And um, I enjoyed story time. And I, and I enjoyed visualizing it in my head, what it would look like. And I'm one of those rare few people who actually enjoys seeing a book come to life in movie. Because I, it, to me, that's somebody else's interpretation of what I saw in my head. And I just enjoy that creativity. But uh, one of the things for, for me in learning to write, it's something I always wanted to do. Like if you could ma- wave your magic wand and you know choose one thing that you could do if everything else was taken care of, it would be writing. Uh, has been all my life. I just was, I guess you could say, too chicken to try it. Um, but where it really came down to play was that I was having a hard time finding the books I wanted to read in the marketplace. So I wrote my first book based on what I'd like to read and trying to fill that gap for me. So through the process, I wasn't thinking I was going to publish it. It was just going to be something for me that it would be something that I'd like to read later. And, um, but it ended up being that it, it was very welcomed in the YA genre. Um, I know some people who have actually read it twice at this point. So I'm, I'm excited about that part of it, that other people are enjoying it as much as I did writing it. Well, that's great. It's, it's something I've always wanted to, uh, to try to do. I'm a big reader of nonfiction biographies. I'm, I'm not 
really a fiction reader, uh, but uh, I'll uh, I'll give your uh, your book a whirl and see if that changes my mind. Any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a nonfiction. Like if you look at my bookshelf, it's predominantly nonfiction, and that's because of my career. Right. And right. you know, I find that you know if uh, if based on my reading habits, it, it definitely is driven by my career at this point. Well, let's let's talk about that career. Uh, and, and again, here I am coming to you for free advice, but I'm in a position that I think I'm doing okay. I'm quasi-retired. Um, our house is paid for. We have no debt. I have a defined benefit pension from a long-time gig at the Toronto Stock Exchange. I also have defined contribution pensions and RSPs. But I never know if it's enough. How, how do you know? Am I in a good space? Or should I be still trying to salt whatever money I can away? Right. Well, the, the, the thing is, everybody's retirement is based on kind of their lifestyle. So is it enough? Um, without looking at data, um, you know, offhand, a kind of a golden rule is, does my retirement income suit my retirement lifestyle? Mm. Will it allow me to live the lifestyle I want? Like if I'm thinking I want a yacht and popping champagne, you know, will my, will, will my retirement lifestyle at, at 40,000 afford that? So that is the key thing is evaluating your lifestyle first that you want to have in retirement and then building your plan backwards. And lucky you, you have a defined benefit program still yeah. that that pays you. Those are our dinosaurs now when we really face it. Right. Um, you know, defined contribution is is the way that all it, it, let's face it too. even the um, CPP program is based on a defined contribution. You get out of it what you put into it. Right. You know, but, it, you, it, but you think you pay so much into that. And I, I just recently received the statement from CPP about being able to take it at 65 or as early as 60. And I won't be 60 now for another year and a half. Uh, but after paying in it for all those years, boy, it's, it's not a lot. <laughs> no, no. And I think a lot of Canadians are, are kind of, they're, they're afraid to face the fact and, and look at really what their retirement are, is going to look like. And we have what I'm seeing on, especially on the mortgage side of things, is that um, you are seeing a lot of people who have paid off their debts and paid off their home at the de detriment of their retirement. They're not putting enough away. Mm. They're, they're, they're getting to the point, yes, they're debt-free, they own their home, but you can't eat bricks and mortar. You know, the bricks and mortar aren't going to pay for you to be on the golf course four times a week. They're not going to pay for you to be down in, in Florida for six months out of the year. So we're seeing a lot of that in the marketplace. And, you know, having been the advantage of being both a financial advisor as well as a mortgage person, I get to see both sides of, of that plate. And it we have generations of this older mindset, pay off my debt, pay off my debt, pay off my debt. But there's nothing left at the end of the day. And, you know, 
the thought of downsizing and selling your home and taking the equity at, at the difference in downsizing. Well, that's just not a reality for most people because house prices have gone up so up. So when you're repurchasing something, it, it makes it difficult there too. You just don't have enough to put into the bank. So, and a lot of people with the pandemic also, they, they want to stay in their homes now. They don't want to be put into a home where, uh, you know, they potentially are exposed to, to uh, pandemics, et cetera, that are out of their control. So it, it's, it's an interesting thing what's come out of um, COVID as well as seeing the baby boomers now starting to retire. So, Right, but you get into that, there's that range, right? I don't necessarily need a yacht lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know if I could, uh, although I'd love to live in Florida six months a year, I don't think that's possible. Uh, My wife is younger, so she will be working probably for the next five years before she can uh, be in a place to to sort of change. Uh, My feeling is to continue to put as much away now for retirement purposes as possible and draw as little and see how it goes and then sort of increase and increase if I have to, because at the end of the day, uh, nobody's going to live forever, but I would hope I'm healthy enough to at least have another 25 years on this planet. Right. Absolutely. And that really does come down to gauging what you want to do and uh, aligning your goals to that. Now I've I've heard you talk about uh, different things, even like reverse mortgages. Uh, are they, they, those are gather are for people who want to stay in their homes, still keep a certain amount of equity that they could pass on, but be able to essentially move, move money and use the money that you've put into that home. Correct. Absolutely. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're not a product for everyone. I'm going to say it straight out. Um, but where it is a great product for is the person who wants to stay in their home who have perhaps maybe outlived their retirement um, savings, who uh, may be looking to supplement retirement savings on a tax-free basis because you can take out of your home tax-sheltered, whereas you cannot do that out of, say, an RSP or uh, a locked-in program. There is tax implications there. Even Even a TFSA, you know, you paid the tax once upon a time. But taking the money out of your home is a way to access uh, equity on a tax-free basis. So things like a reverse mortgage fits those scenarios perfectly um, where the, the person can access capital for when they need it. There, there's various different programs now. Before, it used to be one type of program, and it was it had a very poor um, kind of experience for many of people. It has completely changed and there's many, many uh, lenders on the market that offer these types of products. So the landscape has changed significantly and this can be part of somebody's retirement program now, you know, depending on their situation. When I was in my early 20s, you know, you you were living to your pay from paycheck to paycheck and you weren't putting enough money away. And I kept thinking, I'll do it in my thirties. I'll do it in my forties. And 
bang, all of a sudden now I'm, uh, I'm 59 years old and, and uh, the reality has come in. I guess it's never too young. You're never too young to prepare for your financial future. I mean, I have a 30-year-old son. I have a 28-year-old son. Should I be telling them to put money into RSPs? Absolutely. Um, you know, anything that will reduce their taxable income is fantastic. There is a market also for TFSAs, for, uh, tax-free savings accounts as well, which you use after-tax dollars for. So working with, a, you know, a financial uh, advisor, I would say, and yes, I am biased because I am one, but working with one can, can allow most people to be able to customize a plan and a program for them to align their goals with that. And I mean, the earlier you start, the more money you will make. The effects of compounding are working for you for a longer period of time, where also you can absorb some volatility in the marketplace, etc. So starting early is always the key. Like my sons, my sons, when they start their first full-time job, will live off 50% of their income. I will not allow them to access 50% of their income. I want them to learn fundamentals from a young age that that 50% goes away for investing for another day. And I want them to understand that their lifestyle needs to, to be met on that standpoint. You know, that's, that's such uh, sound advice. And, uh, and again, I'm, I, I'll probably have the talk again with them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to see at least my oldest this weekend. And uh, just to, it's tough though as a parent. Um, you want to provide that great advice but at some point they have to be receptive uh, to that advice. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yours are still a little younger. So it, uh, but, you know, at, at least you're giving them that sound basis and they can't come back to you and say, well, you never told me about these types of things. Right. Well, such uh, sound advice. Now, if, if someone was interested in uh, reaching out to you, what would be the best way that they could do that? Well, through my, like the easiest way, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, uh, on my profile, there is a uh, web link called Linktree. And on that, you can access all of my media sources, uh, which brings you to my email, my phone number, my website, all of that. That is the easiest way to get a hold of me. But if you were looking to make it easy, you could always text me at 647-403-7161. Okay, I'll put, uh, I'll put the links in the description uh, to this. Uh, I, w- I wish you the, the best of luck and continued success in all of your initiatives and look forward to seeing all the new things that you come up with. So thank you for this today. And I, I thank you, Steve, for inviting me to be a guest today. And Keep doing what you're doing in the community of Whitby. I love it. So thank you. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to be a guest on an upcoming podcast, please drop me a line. I'll leave the contact information in the description. As always, have a great and safe day.